Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. talk it's no longer an emergency but man it's still crazy doug lay maurice nathan baird stephen means this is your wednesday morning podcast we're recording about nine o'clock tuesday night we did an emergency podcast tuesday afternoon go listen to that that's the immediate half hour reaction to michigan and ohio state canceled now the playoff rankings have come out nathan baird has been on the call with gary barda the playoff committee selection committee chairperson where do things stand with Ohio State? We have a little more information about could they play somebody else? And we have a great survey from tech subscribers on how you feel about the game being canceled and then what should happen next. I threw out a bunch of scenarios for people. but So this is going to be part Michigan reaction, sort of like part what it means for the playoff, which I think tells us something about the Michigan game reaction that this is not going to be an hour of just being sad because this historic game is not being played for the first time in 102 years, because it is more than that. And I think that's what we've been talking about a lot. So I want to start off the top. This will set the foundation a little bit with the first question in our survey. What is your reaction to the Ohio state Michigan game being canceled? And guys, neither of you have had time to look at this because you've been busy working these were the three choices that I gave people. One choice was, I'm very upset and surprised that the game was canceled. One is, I'm very upset, but not surprised that the game was canceled. And the other is, moderately upset, but resigned to weird things by now. So I didn't put a not upset, because listen, you're an Ohio State Tech subscriber. You're not completely blowing off the fact that the most important regular season game isn't there nathan which one do you think won the survey b upset but not surprised upset but not surprised steven what do you think won? same upset but not surprised moderately upset one hmm. moderately upset outdid both very upsets combined so moderately upset 52 percent very upset not surprised 44 very upset and surprised only four. And I did get a little bit of pushback when I, I did use the tech subscriber answers in a story I wrote last week about like, what if this game is canceled and like nobody freaks out about it? Because the tech subscribers a week ago were telling us, you know, most of the people were either like, listen, I'm more focused on the playoff or were like, listen, it's a pandemic. I get it. They're only whatever it was eight or 9% last week said, if it's canceled, 
it would be a disaster of historic proportions. It's always interesting. I feel like almost like we're professional pollsters now. There's so much talk about pollsters given what happened around the election and what was maybe wasn't right with a lot of the polls. I feel like that a little bit now with how often we do these surveys, but it is one thing to ask somebody how you think you'll feel if something happens and then the thing happens and now how do you actually feel? Nathan, are you surprised a little bit that about that moderately, again, it's 52, so 52 moderately, 48, the two combined were very, does that surprise you? Uh, not completely because of the other dynamic that we've talked about here, and that's that I think people had already resigned themselves to the importance of the game this year had almost transferred to just being the sixth game Ohio State would play in the regular season more than the, the, the importance that that game normally holds for itself. So that, to me, as long if their bigger concern still now is not that this game won't get played, but that a game may not get played. And that's why this conversation will have two parts to it. One is the game, and one is the one is the game with a capital T and a capital G, and one is the game. Like, might they play a game on Saturday? Steven, surprised, not surprised. Not surprised, actually, by that. But honestly, I, I think, I think, yeah, I think people know what's more important at this point. As we talked about before, this game was canceled. I think this game at this point is a, is it, it's valued among fans, but it's not the most important thing at the end of the day. And I don't want to go too far with this. I mean, I think in a normal year, everything being equal, people want to play. Ohio State fans want to play Michigan every year. They want to play Michigan in the last game of the year. And when the game is played, they really care about it. I mean, all those things are true in a normal year. But there is just, I think, a lot more perspective on this than I think maybe we would assume if we didn't have answers like this, survey questions at our fingertips. All right, the next question was given that the possibility of the game being canceled has been out there, how did your reaction meet how you thought you'd react? And the choices were, I'm more upset than I thought I'd be. I'm less upset, less upset than I thought I'd be. I'm about as upset as I thought I'd be. So, Stephen, do you think people are more upset than expected, less upset than expected, or about what they expected? I think less upset. Ugh. I don't know, less upset. I th I think maybe it, it sounds horrible when the idea of the game being canceled is thrown at you, but then it actually happens and oh, your team is still competing for a national championship. You're probably not as upset as, you know, the thought of being upset would have been. So I'd say less upset. Nathan, less, more, or about the same? Oh, yeah, I guess about the same. I mean, I, I don't – again, I just – I don't feel – I feel like everybody's – anger about this situation had completely transferred out of the, the rivalry. It, it, it was all about Ohio State season at large more than, more than about Jim Harbaugh and Michigan. About as upset as I thought, 51%. I'm less upset than I thought I'd be, 28%. I'm more upset, 21%. So, you know, only 21% are more upset than they thought they'd be. Last one, and I, I phrase this, I said, I know I'm starting to sound like a psychologist, but which word most closely matches your feelings about Ohio State, Michigan being canceled? Sad, numb, angry. Nathan, which one do you think won? Sad, numb, or angry? You know, maybe angry just because of the motives that some people have ascribed to 
why Michigan would be canceling the game? Maybe, maybe there were enough of those people in the, in the survey to, to win out. Steven, sad, number angry. Numb, because you don't really know how to feel about it. Also, but sad, number angry. Buckeye talk. Also, <laughs> sad, numb, and angry. Which one of us is which? Yeah, I don't know who angry is. So, yeah, so Stephen, are you sad or are you numb? I think I might be numb because, you know. Okay. I'm kind of I a moment bastard sometimes. <laughs> we know who angry is. <laughs> uh, that actually needs to be on a t shirt with Doug's face on it. <laughs> Somebody did something. I, I, I mean, that's the thing. The funny thing, like, I'm not, get, I'm not getting in fights with people about, like, whether the Michigan game is important. You know, like, all the fights are about the rules for the championship game and stuff, really. I mean, like, I, it doesn't feel like still at the moment, and we'll get to some, some things the tech subscribers wrote to us. You know, there's a lot of the discussion that would be the same whether that, you know, what, no matter what the game was. You know, that, like, well, that it's, it's about them getting a sixth game, as you kind of said, Nathan. Angry got the least. Angry only got 11%. And what's interesting about that is people could be angry at Michigan for canceling. And I thought people could be angry at the Big Ten for what they would perceive as a mishandling of this entire situation. That they put Ohio State-Michigan at the end in a schedule that didn't start to October 24th. In a schedule that did not have any wiggle room or any makeup dates. And you made it do or die. And you could be angry about that. And I bet there are people who are sad and numb and angry. This doesn't mean that 89% of the people aren't angry, but 89% of the people aren't angry first. And I, given the way we've heard fans, we've had texters, we've had people on Twitter, we've just heard a lot of people, the anger at the Big Ten and at Kevin Warren a couple months ago certainly was real. It has been real. But that's not where people went first here. 58% sad. 31% numb, 11% angry. So it's just unfortunate. Like, it's just unfortunate. So we're going to get into some solutions in a little bit. But I, I wanted to lay that foundation down because you can't get away from that, but we immediately go beyond that. So I will, we'll get to some more discussion about what fans are saying about how they feel and we'll read some texture answers but Nathan I want to move on to the playoff now and the reason I wanted to lay that down that foundation down is because we don't need to do an hour on how people feel about this game because they are sad obviously they've played it every year since 1918 it's 102 or whatever 102 straight years or whatever it is and they're not playing it at the moment if you want to leave open 2% chance that they find a way to somehow move stuff around and play Ohio State Michigan next week, which certainly doesn't feel like what's going to happen. But, but it goes beyond that, and it immediately goes to the playoffs. So what, what did you think of the playoff rankings tonight? Let's make sure we remind everybody how they went down. And, and what did you learn in analyzing the latest playoff situation for the Buckeyes? So, I mean, Ohio State was number four again. I expected them to be number four again. The top six teams didn't change. Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State, Texas A&M, Florida. Um, and and all, all that, I think, was was pretty widely expected. I, the, you know, Gary Barta said that they the committee did take notice of the fact that Ohio State was missing so many players, especially missing three offensive linemen against Michigan State. Uh, I think they also know that Michigan State is bad, but they were impressed with the way Ohio State just pulverized them which is all things that we talked about after the game, that we thought that that would probably enhance Ohio State's standing a little bit. Uh, you know, they don't go into detail about 
sort of what separation they see between teams because um, a lot of times that's not really how they necessarily think about it. It's not necessarily a head-to-head comparison with, with Texas A&M always that, that like decides which teams are, you know, fourth or fifth. But I, I think it's telling a little bit. There were some other things in, in, this, in the rankings that did surprise me. For instance, you know, Wisconsin has dropped completely out and Indiana didn't move after that win at Wisconsin. They're still number 12. I thought that was something that was maybe going to help Ohio State a little bit. And it's something that Ohio State uh, should be kind of rooting for Indiana to do well because that's the only win of consequence that Ohio State has. Literally the only win of consequence that they have put on the field in 2020. It's it's almost the entirety of their – I mean, that and then just like the, the – um, the, the eye test is, is really the entirety of their bid. So that was something I thought would help them that didn't. Um, but I, I think the other thing that came through is that Gary Barta is, in, is speaking on behalf of the committee saying, we want to see Ohio State. You know, we, 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 every time we see Ohio State, we're impressed. But you got to keep putting them in front of us because, I, I, as I said a couple weeks ago, I think that it, it does become a tough comparison there's really just the one scenario, but that one scenario with Florida winning the SEC championship does become a tough comparison, especially if Ohio State has only played six games at that point. And if their best win is over, then it's going to be Indiana, who isn't rising in the rankings, and Northwestern, which would then fall in the rankings after losing to Ohio State, presumably. So one of the things we've been fighting about is what you said earlier about what is now being presented across the board as the nightmare scenario for Ohio State, which is something that we have talked a lot about here, which is the idea that Clemson and Notre Dame are locked into the ACC championship game right now, and Florida and Alabama are locked into the SEC championship. Both Clemson and Notre Dame are off this week, so they can't lose any other games. Alabama still has a game. I guess, does Florida have a game this week? I don't even know. Does Florida yeah. play? Uh, yeah. yeah, they play okay. LSU this week. Yes. Florida plays LSU. Okay, so maybe Florida or Bama could get upset. Alabama plays Arkansas, but certainly we doubt it. LSU stinks. Congratulations to Coach O. So, Coach O's throwing his headset down. Coach O's like going crazy in the last game. I wanted to overdub it and be like, and then Joe Burrow left me, throws down the headset. And then Joe Brady left me, throws down the headset. Then Justin Jefferson left me, throws down. The- now, it's like, well, yeah. And then when you don't have like 14 NFL players and a genius offensive coordinator, guess what? You're not a very good coach anymore, Coach O. So me. So many J's with him. Joe Brady, Joe Burrow, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. I hate the letter J. I'm never using the letter J again. <laughs> now I'm just doing Now I've combined Coach O and Stetson Barnett into one person. <laughs> so, so they're not going to lose. They're going to wind up doing this. So we've talked about this, that you wind up in a situation where Clemson beats Notre Dame. Now they both have one loss. Florida beats Alabama. Now they both have one loss. And Nathan, you broached this. And I found it because you kept, you kept saying on Twitter, well, and I brought it up that everybody yelled at me. And I was like, I don't even remember yelling at you. I yell at so many people, I can't keep track of it. So I went back to find it. And I, I even wrote some of it down. I can read the transcripts. Would the court reporter please read the transcript? Uh, yes. Nathan Baird said, I think maybe Ohio State isn't guaranteed a playoff spot. Doug Maurice, shut up, you bearded jerk hole. I can't believe I said that. But I did. It's right there in the – So here's the thing. You brought this up after the first playoff rankings. At that time, Ohio State had already missed the Maryland game. They were 4-0. What has happened since then is they, at the moment, they, they have not played two of the next three games. So I think what has exacerbated and created this discussion even more is the lack of them playing. 
I think if they had only missed the Maryland game and everything else was on track and they were going to be 7-0 and and then play in the Big Ten championship game and finish 8-0, I don't think this would be on the table at all. Okay, well, those things happen. They all have one loss. But Ohio State's the undefeated Big Ten champ who made the playoff last year, and everybody thinks they're great. Like, they're in. That's what has changed. In And by the way, what we actually said was – what actually was said during that discussion is um, you said – you said something like, I don't – I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just bringing it up. That, like, you, you said uh, – like, you know, you weren't saying they're screwed, but you just broached the topic. And Stephen and I then said – people should sign up for the tech subscription for the right to tell you that you're an, <laughs> that you're an idiot. So we did come you remember saying pretty hard. <laughs> I mean, I, ha- I can't read my own handwriting now. I think the crux I 100% of the argument, remember though, saying that. I think the crux of the, the conversation at that time, and again, it wasn't something I was advocating as being the correct outcome. It was just one that I was sort of positing was that at that, at, at, if you're looking at those two junctures, you were going to get a Florida team that at that point would then have, because Georgia was higher in the rankings at that time too. So it'd be a Florida team that would then have wins over Georgia and then Alabama against an Ohio State team that would have beaten Indiana, and that's it, essentially. Right. And then a bunch of other bad teams. Yeah. But, but what has entered the conversation now is number of games. Yes. Right. That, and can you mm-hmm. explain exactly where Gary Barta is explaining – Again, you said the, the committee says they want to see Ohio State, but do you think they have a threshold? Do you think, but I mean, it's certainly, and, and the answer, of course, is they don't deal in hypotheticals. They have no threshold because it's just what 13 people think in that moment. But how would you describe how the, the number of games is affected? Because there's one thing of, okay, say Ohio State doesn't play this week. The Big Ten's going to waive the rule. They'll get in. But then their, their cases are only going to be six wins. It's going to be six and oh, and that's it. Instead of nine and oh. How does that affect them? Do they have an explicitly stated um, mandatory amount of games? No, they don't. And even if they did, I don't think they would explicitly state it, even if it was something that they just had in their minds uh, because they don't have to. So as much as they try to talk about transparency, they only go as far as they have to. So it really is – it depends on how much you believe the argument, and people can go and do this themselves. If you, if you take the names off of the resumes and you go compare the five games Ohio State has played – to the 10 games uh, Notre Dame has played or even the eight games that Florida has played and who those wins and losses were against, which one's a better resume. I understand what they're saying when they say, and it was what, why I brought that up a couple weeks ago. I understand when they say that's difficult to do that when you, when a team has played five games, it gets a team that's played twice as many games. That's difficult to do. And you are relying more on the eye test than ever before, which they know is part of the job and is definitely more part of the job this year than it's ever going to be. But I don't think they like to do it. I think they like as much objectivity as they can introduce into it. And when one, and it's, it's harder to be objective when you have two groups of data that are so dissimilar. There, five games is noisier than 10 games no matter who played them and who they played against. Ohio State's going to wind up with six, though. They're going to, they are going to wind up with okay, six. Okay, but still six compared to 11 oh, in the right. case of Notre Dame and Clemson and 10 in the case of some of these SEC teams. I mean, so you know what I'm saying. Like, it's still, yeah. it's still a noisier number when you're talking about mm-hmm. a, that much of a smaller number. So the hard thing about this is I think we would have said, okay, as you said, the ACC, they're going to wind up playing 11 when they play their championship game, the SEC, 
they're going to wind up playing 11 also with their championship game because Alabama's at 9-0 and right now. They're going to play one more. They're going to play their championship game. So they're both going to be at 11. Ohio State's going to be at 6 if they don't play, if they don't get a new opponent for them, which we will talk about this weekend. Let's say they don't. Let's say they wind up at six. I think we would have said, and let's, let's only talk about the doomsday scenario because there's no other re- – if, if that doesn't happen, then there's nothing to discuss. It's not Texas a Texas in. A&M's not a thing. So what it would require and – act, and two-loss Clemson I don't think would get in ahead of undefeated Ohio State, even, even no, if um, so Ohio State only, is only 6-0. and oh. So it's only the doomsday scenario. Clemson beats Notre Dame. Florida beats Alabama. If Ohio State was 9-0 and oh, – Versus the doomsday scenario, how would you guys describe Ohio State's chances of getting in the playoff at 9-0? and They played every game. I think it would be absolute. Absolute. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 8-0. And let's Still. have them – let's remove the games in the order they were removed in the schedule. 8-0, they didn't play Maryland. Eight no, I think they are probably. I think it's still much more likely than not that they get in. Do you agree with that, Stephen? You think? Yeah, you, you both think that. they're still in. Okay, seven yeah. and zero, oh. seven and zero. Oh, you remove Maryland and you remove Illinois, and now they're finding a game this weekend, and they're seven and zero. Oh. Are they in? Seven and zero oh with a Big Ten championship, still probably in. Stephen. I agree. Okay, so 6-0. and oh. They don't find a game for them this weekend. They beat Northwestern in the Big Ten Championship. This is, this is the first stage where I think it becomes an issue. Because now you're talking about essentially half as many games. And, you're at, and in nowhere in, – and in, in, in that disparity of games, you have, no, um, you have no wins of consequence other than the Indiana game. Like that's, and I guess it depends on how much you're going to – you know how much value you're going to get that Northwestern game, but obviously if Ohio State goes into Indianapolis and just throttles Northwestern, which is a very possible outcome, because the team that Northwestern lost to is a team that just got throttled by Michigan State or by uh, yeah by Michigan State, um, then I, I think that that's a problem because it's going to Northwestern's going to drop in the rankings too. I think they might still get in, and I think part of the problem is we're too close to it, and so we know Michigan State sucks. But they seem to be looking at that Michigan State win as, wow, Ohio State went in there without three, three-fifths of their offensive line and one of the starters playing a brand-new position and missing a very valuable piece in the linebacker room and a valuable safety, and they still won 52-12. to 12. So I think, they might, I, I think they might still get in just because they view it a little differently than us who cover this team on a daily basis. And, and just to just be clear, I, I still think Ohio State would probably get in as 6-0 and conference champion. Um, if it's, if, but are you saying it is, they put them in the big 10 championship game and they win it. They're going to change that. Yeah. 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 I think they would probably get it. And, and just to be clear also, I think, I think the 52 to 12 part of it is more important than having one against Michigan state at all. It wasn't, they missed those six guys and then went in and we're still just a, a, a power of 10 better than Michigan state. So if I were the big 10 representative in that room, and I, I really believed Ohio State should get in, and I was making a case. I would make the case exactly as I just said it, because then anybody who's saying, well, they played – they only went 6-0. and They played basically half as many games as these other four teams. I would say, okay, but you're not keeping them out because they played half as many games. Because when I said 9-0, and which is not as many games, you said in for sure. When I said 8-0, and you said still in. 
When I said 7-0, you said still probably in. And now it's 6-0, and now you're going to keep them out? You're not keeping them out because they played half as many games. You're keeping them out because they played one fewer game than your imaginary threshold. And what would that one game have changed about how you think about this undefeated, supremely talented team? So don't tell me you're keeping Ohio State out because they missed three games. Because if they would have missed one, they were definitely in. If they would have missed two, they were almost certainly in. And now they missed three and they're out. You're keeping them out because they missed one more game than your imaginary threshold. And why is that the number that changed everything? Why is that one more game against a team they were favored by 30? That's the difference. That's the difference because you were, they were never going to play as many games as these other teams and you were going to put them in. And I get it. Now, you could throw back at me. What if they were 3-0? and Like, there is a number, right? We can right. all pretend I like to make things black and white when I'm trying to make my point because I force you to choose a side of the fence. There's no fence. It's a, you, it's a half step in the grass. There's no fence. So you say, oh, Doug, what if they were 2-0? and You'd put them in? I, wouldn't, I don't think I would put them in at 2-0 and if, if Notre Dame was 10-1, and right? So I have a line, too. I'm just arguing my case for the line. But, you know, right, it's somewhere between 3-0 and and 9-0 and is where it gets gray. But I, well, think there's, I think there is a point to be made somewhere along those lines if the person making the point can be persuasive. I understand the point you're making. I think it's also that kind of clarifies how close we came to a really big problem here, though, because Ohio State missing, you know, 17 scholarship players this past week. Like the, the testing that whatever spread that happened in that initially didn't have to be much worse than that for them to have not been able to play it again this past week. Right. So now you'd be talking about a 4-0 team who just now has Michigan canceling on them, and now you're talking about only having played five games against teams that have played 11 games. And not just teams that have played 11 games. A team that will have then gone on the field and beaten Alabama is the scenario we're talking about. So that, you know, that's the other thing to remember here, that it's also – it's not just the number of games. It's what is in those games. And I think that's where – to me, it's, it's – I understand the point you're making. I, I don't – necessarily like the exercise of assuming they would win those games because you assumed they were going to beat Iowa three years ago. You assumed they were going to beat Purdue two years ago, et cetera. But I, I see, I understand the point you're making, but I think it, I think it's, there is a point where you have to say, you know, how much more are we going to, um, how much hasn't Florida proven itself to the same extent that Ohio state has with 11 games compared to just only six. I can totally see someone making that argument. I think my argument would win. I, I don't, I, that's a good argument. But isn't, but isn't, okay, but then I guess, so then you need to kind of follow through on the other side of the argument though. Like, so if it was five and oh, if Ohio State did not play another regular season game after well, the Indiana game. Right. Well, that's, and not only would it be the problem, especially would have been, they would have played once in five weeks. So right. it's like you miss Maryland, you play Indiana, you miss Illinois, you miss Michigan State, you miss Michigan. You've played once in five weeks. And now you're going to go play a Big Ten championship game. Then also, by the way, if, the, if you were trying to, like, say, hey, change the rule, and you're two games shy of the mark. now it's, So now you're exactly. going to go play Iowa to finish 5-0. and so, But here's the thing that's, that's also the case. I don't have to argue that side because that's not what happened. 
I'm arguing, I'm only arguing what happened. We don't have to. They played more than two games, so why right. do I have to make a point about two and zero? Oh? They played more than three. They played more than four. They played more than five. We could ask that question, but the answer is not relevant. Mine is relevant because I'm asking where you would have put them in of what they didn't get to. It's different to say here's a threshold you didn't reach versus here's a threshold. What if you didn't reach it? You say, well, I don't care. I reached it. So I don't want to have a 2-0 and conversation. We're having a 6-0 and conversation. And I'm going to throw 9-0, in your face to find out where the line in your head was because we know where the line actually is. And if you're trying to bring up 2-0, and I would shut it down and say it doesn't matter. They played six. Let's talk about a team that played six. And if you're – because I can make it about you're telling me the only reason Ohio State's not getting in the playoff is because they had a game canceled – not because of their fault, by a two and four opponent that they were favored by 30 and they have beaten eight straight years. That is your line. Go sleep at night. That's what kept out an undefeated team. And I'm not talking about Florida. I'm talking about Ohio State earning it because if, if Ohio State did play Michigan and you said seven games was enough, you're not talking about Florida then. You're talking about Ohio State earned it. So that's why you're keeping them out. I think I could persuade people with that line of thinking. I think you could too. But I think, again, it's, it's, it's only after beating Alabama does Florida then become a playoff caliber team. They are not a playoff caliber team until and unless they do that. And then I think the, the, the flip side of the argument is you're leaving that team out because it exposed itself to five more games over the course of a season and lost one of them on the road by three points to another really good team that was better than anybody else that Ohio State played. So, by the way, let's make – and this is actually should be the smarter discussion because, as you said, it's only the doomsday scenario that we're discussing. If Florida beats Alabama, Florida's in. So there's no reason to compare them to Florida. If Florida beats Alabama, Florida's in. So then it becomes Ohio State-Notre Dame. It's Ohio State-Notre Dame. And part of the issue that has and... changed – our perception has changed since we had the scenario where we signed up 11 extra tech subscribers to scream at Nathan Baird <laughs> – is Notre Dame has looked better since then, I think, than we anticipated, right? That it's like – Good win at like, Carolina. It was like, okay, Notre Dame, we get it. I mean, I did this before. I did this two years ago, and I was like, Notre Dame will lose, Notre Dame will lose, Notre Dame will lose. They didn't lose. So that is part of it too, Nathan, right? Like, like Notre Dame, people think Notre Dame is good. And, yes, Trevor Lawrence didn't play in that game, but we have reached the point where I don't know Stephen – I think I said Nathan. I want Stephen, I want to get Stephen in here. Mm-hmm. Stephen, nobody – I don't think there are any Notre Dame doubters out there right now, right? There's no reason to doubt them, is there? No, I, I don't think so. But I, I, there shouldn't be. But I just, it's the yes, Trevor Lawrence didn't play, but they were also without three starters, and so I do think there is a scenario where that game has to be within ten points for like that doubt for that doubt to completely lose people's mind. If Clemson walks into that ACC championship game fully staffed and they win 49 to I don't know 35 or something like that, I think it might prove the oh, they didn't have Trevor Lawrence and three defensive starters theory of why they ended up beating Notre Dame. And on top of that, you still almost lost. So I do I I think that game has to be a last two minute game for Notre Dame's spot to be safe if they lose. 
So this is where, because now you are having COVID enter the discussion on both sides of this debate. Because again, the debate in the doomsday scenario is between one loss, non-champ, because Bama's in too, by the way. I mean, there's no way Bama's not getting in if they lose to Florida. Florida could blow them out and people would still put Bama in. So it's one loss, non-champ Notre Dame who beat Clemson at home in overtime when Trevor Lawrence was sick. So Notre Dame's best win is COVID related and Ohio state's greatest weakness, which is not playing enough games is COVID related. So you've brought COVID in on both sides now and COVID has helped Notre Dame and has hurt Ohio state. And now Nathan Baird, I think it becomes even more. You're going to let the virus pick your team. You're going to let the virus, they just went and lost their championship game where they could have reaffirmed who they were and they lost Ohio State went, they didn't get to play those other games, but they went to their championship game and won. The virus helped Notre Dame. It killed Ohio State's schedule. And the result is you're going to put in one loss, non-champ Notre Dame over Big Ten champ undefeated Ohio State. I think that is persuasive. I understand it. I'm not saying it's slam dunk. I think that's persuasive for Ohio State. What do you think of this rebuttal from the committee? We didn't tell the Big Ten to play its schedule the way that it chose to play its schedule and potentially hamstring itself in this way and limit the number of games that its representative might have to make this argument? I would say Ohio State didn't want the Big Ten to do it that way either. And it, But why are we blaming? Okay, so here's the other argument, and I could make this argument too. Notre Dame's not even in a freaking conference. And the yeah. result of COVID is that now you get to be in a conference for a year and you get all the advantages of being in a conference in a world where you might have been scrambling for games. So all of a sudden, again, now you're going to work the conference angle where it's a plus for Notre Dame that they're in a conference and in a conference championship game that they don't even deserve to be in. They're not even a part of that league. And now somehow Ohio State is hamstrung by the decisions of its conference that it cannot control. So, I mean, it is an interesting thing. I know what you're saying because on one hand, Ohio State's Ohio State. They are their own thing. On the other hand, they are the Big Ten champ. And so you maybe wouldn't want to hold the Big Ten decisions against Ohio State, but if you're evaluating them as the Big Ten champ and you say, listen, Big Ten, you should have have given us a better champ. But I think I could swear that. I think I could say you're victimizing the players of an undefeated team who had no control over the – decision-making of their conference office. And frankly, it's a miracle they're even in this discussion and they're the ones who push to get them in this place. Not that they should be rewarded for that, but I don't know that they should be held back because of your argument. And it would, I bet you this kind of stuff, like Nathan, as we're discussing about this, do you think this is how it would go? Do you think these are, that again, yes. they're, these are not on the field. Hey, Ohio State secondary versus Notre Dame's offensive line. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking a lot of, kind of out there stuff, but do you think these, these discussions will come up? And that's essentially what I'm trying to do right now is just kind of bounce around the room and inhabit what one of the 13 arguments might be, because I think that that is, this is what would be going on that weekend as we draw closer to that. And that's what I've been trying to do when I do, when we've talked about it on the pod before, but when I do like my predictions things for Tuesday mornings, this is kind of how I like to think about it is like, you know, here, I'm not saying that I'm advocating this, but here's a plausible thing that somebody in that room could be thinking. Here's why it makes sense. Like this morning I did, I compared Ohio state and Clemson. Cause like, should we just assume that Clemson is number three ahead of Ohio state? Couldn't you make the argument that Ohio state should be higher? And I kind of broke it down and 
basically, and said why I thought Clemson should still be number three. But, but things like that, like those are the arguments that are going to happen in that room. Stephen, how do you think – this? do these feel like committee discussions to you? Or do you think – and here's the thing, too. Part of what actually may decide it is what those internal analytical numbers tell us about power ratings and, like, offensive and defensive stuff and how they – and there may be something – and, Nathan, you've kind of been saying Ohio State ranks pretty well in some of those. There may be things that the computer numbers – which because we don't use the BCS anymore, they aren't beholden to, but they certainly do reference. There might be a thing that says, well, Ohio State is, is third in these numbers and Notre Dame is 16th. So that helps break the tie. But do you think, Stephen, people will talk about some of these sort of outside influence type of situations? I think it all matters in this year. I think obviously the COVID one is added, but I think in any year, the numbers, the eye test, you know, what if this wouldn't, wouldn't have happened or that wouldn't have happened, who was hurt, who was not hurt. All of this stuff is getting brought up by different people to create. I think whenever they're discussing a team, there's somebody who has a reason for why they shouldn't be in, and there's somebody who has a reason for why they should should be in, and they bring all those reasons to a pot. They discuss all of them, and so we've had both sides of this argument with between the three of us at this point. I think all of this happens when you're trying to find the best four, but then also rank those four between each other. Yeah, but like I said, the ranking and the ranking this year won't matter. It's only going to be about who's in because they're going to have to deal with some stuff depending who the teams are, and they don't want rematches right away in the semifinal and that kind of thing. So, so let me ask you. Davis tried to get Gary Barter to go there tonight, and I don't think he didn't have want any part of it. Well, they won't even say knowing that there was going to be that Clemson Notre Dame rematch. They won't say it on the record. They don't have to because they don't. They can just act like that's how how they actually thought the ranking shook out, and it's like, oh, you move this team from from three to four and this team from four to three why and it's like well the committee felt that and it's like actually we didn't want to rematch so which honestly <laughs> might put i don't know you probably want for it's also another reason why you want for to lose that game because then there's an opportunity on the table that maybe you're the you know i don't know maybe there's a chance that you play notre dame in the semifinal. And then Clemson, because Clemson, for some, I don't know, if you show some things and you're able to move ahead of Clemson, you could end up playing Notre Dame in the semifinal. And Who avoid does? Clemson, uh, Who's Ohio State as like the number three seed. If they Listen, man. Ohio it's going to be just, hard. Ohio but, State just wants to get in. They just yeah. want to get in. They're, they're not worried about seed. They're not worried about, I mean, they're going to have to play, you know, they don't, they want Florida to lose. If Florida, if Florida wins, it gets complicated real quick. Um, so let me ask you this then in the end. The one thing that would differentiate Ohio State in this discussion is the zero. How much power, Stephen, would the zero have in this discussion where you're comparing a lot of different things and it's only the doomsday scenario that we're talking about, Ohio State's undefeated. How much would that matter? Mm, I, I don't think the zero matters as much as how they got the zero. Um, is what's helping them. The fact that they're undefeated, given that what their schedule is, it's, yeah, of course you're undefeated. Look who you played in comparison to who these other teams played. But I think how they ended up there matters more. Meaning what, how they sense. look, just eye test? Yeah, that's where the eye test comes in because they don't have the same argument that Clemson could be using in the past where it's like, yeah, we just undefeated and we just ran through the ACC. There's too much on the table this year. That Too many things you have to factor this year where – you have to be undefeated and you have to be winning by 30 plus points, which they've been doing. And so it's the eye test along with we're undefeated. That matters most when you're talking about Ohio state tonight. Uh, Gary Barta was asked about IU uh, by, I believe someone else on the Ohio state beat. And I can't remember who it was now. So I apologize. Might've been Patrick Murphy. And he was asked like, why is Ohio state or why is Indiana still stuck at number 12? 
more or less. And Barta brought up that they like Indiana, but that Indiana um, has not beaten anybody, has, has one win over top 25 team. And I can't remember even who that is now. And then no wins against anybody else with a top with a uh, with actually they don't have any wins over top twenty five team because the only other t- teams any Big Ten teams in top twenty five are from the West. It's Northwestern and uh, so they don't have that Wisconsin win anymore being a top twenty five win. And then they have no wins against anybody else that has a winning record. So what's the what's the Ohio State resume going to be if they get to this point? Like it could be one win over a top twenty five team, which would be Indiana, depending on what happens with Northwestern, and then that would be the only other win over a team with a winning record. So that's that kind of it helps demonstrate again how how they kind of look at it and how thin that Ohio State resume is if you don't introduce the eye test. Uh, Ralph Russo from the AP, who again is my my buddy and is a great guy, tweeted: the college football playoff teleconferences for seven years have been. A few national writers, a couple of folks who cover whatever teams in the uh, group of five are in the mix, and three or four Ohio State beat writers, which is, Nathan, do you find that in your playoff call experience, do you find that to be true? Tonight, the order of calls was Bill Landis, me, like one person, might have been Ralph, actually, next, Um, maybe like one other person, and then it was like uh, Joey Kaufman, Patrick Murphy, uh, Dan Hope. It was there was like I think there were at least six Ohio State beat writers on the call tonight. They oh, got in. Two Zoom call. <laughs> is that? Do you believe that is because the Ohio State beat is just the butt kickingest beat in all the land? And bring it, rest of you beats. Bring it. We will destroy you. Or is it just that Ohio State year after year is on the bubble? And yes, so honestly, that's it's like what I was about to say. Alabama writers don't have to call in because it's like, oh, yes, I'd like to ask the chairman, do you think that Alabama is super awesome or super duper awesome? And it's like, they're in, whatever. I mean, what's it worth asking about? Uh, yes, a uh, question for the chairman from the Clemson beat. Um, do you think Trevor Lawrence should cut his hair? Because clearly they're getting in. There's nothing to ask. There's one bubble program in the whole country. And what? I mean, what's like, what I mean, you have a Coastal Carolina beat writer call in? Actually, there probably was a Coastal Carolina beat writer, but like, there's no, there's no reason for, there's no reason for an Iowa State beat writer to call in. Oh, how, why didn't you have a Iowa State eighth instead of tenth? It's like who cares? Actually, they jumped up two spots to number seven, so there actually was maybe some call for. I think there might have been an Ohio State call or Iowa State call tonight. But you're right. I mean, it's it's the bubble scenario. Like even last year, Ohio State wasn't on the bubble as far as getting in, but they were on the one seed bubble, so that was like a weekly thing. And and so it, it all kind of feeds it, it. And and but but we also just have this is like one of the most competitive beats in the country. I don't know if people know that, but like it is, it is it's tough here. Like there's a lot of people that do it well and are on top of it, and so. Um, it doesn't surprise me at all that that call is full of, full of Buckeye reporters every week. There are not 90 people covering every other college football team in the country. No, it, and, and everybody on the Ohio State beat smartly and quickly figured out that playoff content is some great content, baby. The peoples love to read about what's going on with the playoff committee because it is interesting. Because honestly, what are you going to write about? Oh, do you think Ohio State's going to beat, per, you know, beat whatever? Rutgers this week? Do you think they're going to beat Maryland? It's like, we can't talk about that. Let's talk about the playoff. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll be back with more survey questions, more thoughts from our tech subscribers about the cancellation of Ohio State, Michigan. Next on Buckeye Talk. All right, I'm checking my Twitter feed to see uh, 
who, if anybody else, is, needs to be shouted at? Let's see. <laughs> Uh, See, that's not fair. We tell people to sign up for the text no, so that I know, we can I know. yell at them. No, 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 no. Someone tweeted today that they said they acknowledge the fact that I, the tech subscribers, I'm great. I mean, they can say whatever they want, and they do say, but they're very smart about it. But I'm fighting with – I do not fight on Twitter with people that I know are tech subscribers. I spend most of my energy on this podcast and with the tech subscribers, and then I go to Twitter to yell at Nimrods, who I have no association with. I was disappointed because I went back on Twitter after the emergency pod today and went back on Twitter to see what the whole uh, brouhaha was about and the person yeah. deleted their tweets. Yeah, don't be that guy. If you're going to stand on your word, okay, don't delete your tweets. I blocked somebody. Somebody deleted their tweets? Oh, man. It's, it's weak sauce. If you're going yeah, back, man. like, I mean, come on. If you're going to put it on the internet, stand by it. Man, but you got to know. Come on, man. You don't know that, like, I'm a, I'm a freaking maniac who's going to get in a Twitter fight with you. It's like, don't come at me and then hide. Just come at me. All right, let's do the next poll questions. Because this is these are now, we are now problem solving. We are now problem solving. And we did what I like to do in the survey, which is like, what do you, what would you like to happen? And what do you think should happen? Right? Because those are two different things. So let's start off with the idea of Ohio State playing a game this weekend still, which by the time, if you're listening to this Wednesday afternoon or something or Wednesday evening, or it may have already happened. We don't know because if they're going to figure this out, they better finish it, figure it out pretty quickly. Do you think Ohio state will play a game this weekend against an opponent other than Michigan? And I did note in this, as you have noted, Nathan and Steven and Nathan put these stories up, both Purdue and Indiana who are scheduled to play their rivalry game on Saturday are currently paused both for COVID issues, because that would have been, that was one of the potential easiest solutions of, okay, there's an opponent sitting out there who the other team had to cancel for COVID, just grab them. And Purdue had paused first, so people were like, well, maybe we're headed towards an Ohio State-Indiana rematch. So let me tangent on that real quick. Somebody on Twitter sent out like, let's see Ohio State-Indiana again, and tagged all the writers. And so it kept showing up in my Twitter feed again, which annoys me. I don't get that at all. Like, if you have to do that, playing Indiana a second time is better than nothing. But, like, advocating for Ohio State and playing Indiana again, Stephen, you're shaking your head. Like, what is the thought process behind believing that is a good idea? It might be a necessary idea, but why would anyone be like, yes, this is the solution, Ohio State-Indiana rematch? I just don't know who's the winner of that situation because either – Justin Fields isn't going to, you know, lose his mind for, you know, three or four plays and throw three interceptions again. Or Indiana might randomly upset Ohio State, and then you've got a real problem on your hands. So I just don't know. Ohio State can't prove anything more by beating Indiana again, in my opinion. Because it would be like, well, it's like the idea of, okay, Indiana would be theoretically angry that Ohio State gets in if they change the rule, so let's settle this on the field. And it's been, you mean like they already settled it on the field? What are you talking about? Like, Nathan, does that make – do you think there's – again, it might be the best solution. If, if on Wednesday Indiana says we're good and Purdue says we're canceling, Ohio State-Indiana might be the best solution. But is there like an out – do you understand an outcry for that? But also, one more thing. Michael Penix is also not playing. And I don't actually want to so. make it completely about that because – you are correct. It's like Indiana's chances of, of winning have gone down because their best player is not there. 
But just even on the surface, just the general idea of it, I agree with you, Stephen. But Nathan, is this a good, what is the rationale? Is it a good idea on some level? Well, I, I guess it depends on whether the Big Ten is going to just acquiesce and put Ohio State in the Big Ten championship game with only five games. If it's going to do that, then I think if I'm Ohio State, maybe I take a pass and take my chances with a 6-0 and outcome that gets me into the playoff. Um, if, if the Big Ten is not going to do that, then I think and – you, and, you, and you see such a value in winning the conference championship, then maybe you swallow your pride – and you go again. Um, I really don't know that it's it, there's that much at stake for Ohio State because I think I mean remember they were up 35 to seven in that game before Michael Penix turned into like Michael Vick and Warren Moon combined. Well, not really so much Michael Vick. He didn't run, but you know the left-handed version of Warren Moon just Tecmo Bowl firing darts downfield. Like I don't I don't really think Jack Tuttle is going to do that. I think Ohio State would win that game pretty comfortably. So I'm not that's not really a big part of it to me. Like the exposing them to another opponent like that. Um, and there would be value in it. That's a, that's a highly ranked team as the, as the playoff goes. But I, I, I'm still skeptical that, that they're going to play any game this weekend. I, I think it, the most likely outcome might just be that the Big Ten says, uh, we'll change this rule, but we're not tearing up anybody else's schedule. I think Indiana is – I think Ohio State playing Indiana a second time is better for Ohio State than not playing at all. And I don't think Ohio State would, like, turn the game down because they think they would lose. And it would be, it's like, okay, well, who's the highest ranked team you could play? It's like, well, Indiana, again. But I don't know. So, so I just think for the committee, it's like, I mean, whatever it would do, I, I, you know, I think they'd take it. I just would rather have them play somebody else just because I think rematches are stupid. And I'd rather just, just wiggle the schedule a little bit, figure it out. Teams have four games, four days to get ready. It'll be fine. But the idea of like, yes, Hoosiers, but like they already played. And whatever gripe Indiana claims to have is a non-existent gripe based on a technicality. And go back to my 10 minutes of screaming on the previous one. Do you, do you think there needs to be a resolution to this, though? If they're going to change it and have it be another game, like what time tomorrow does that have to happen? The only reason I'm bringing that up is because we all know for Saturday games, everybody practices Tuesday, Wednesday. If, another, if, if Rutgers and Maryland both practice tomorrow by 2 p.m. and then the Big Ten tries to change it and say, one of you guys are going to go play Ohio State now, I do kind of think that's not – fair competitively but it's not fair competitively to either team because neither team would be able to prepare mm -hmm. for the other one that's the thing it's equally non-fairly competitively non-fair maybe I, depending on what but 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 maybe but depending on whether or not ohio state has practiced at that point or not yeah but they weren't practicing with the understanding that they were playing maryland or rutgers and that's or any other team in that situation they, they would by that practice. point though well, I mean, so now your debate is like whether somebody is practicing at two o'clock or four o'clock and somebody may, yeah. and they make an announcement at three o'clock. I mean, I think they would, I think if I do agree with you, if they're going to do this, I think they need to decide it before these teams get on the practice field tomorrow. I do think that makes right. sense. That's my point. Yeah. But whatever competitive argument anybody makes is it's both ways. And by the way, they would, they're not going to ditch Maryland to have Ohio State do a rematch with Rutgers. The idea here is Maryland, and Maryland and Ohio State were already supposed to play. Mm -hmm. So Maryland already scouted Ohio State. That's not like, oh, my, that's not Coastal Carolina BYU, which, by the way, they did in 48 hours. This is, okay, you were supposed to play them three weeks ago, and you're playing them now. So it's not out of nowhere. They've already done some prep for that, at least, at least scout-wise, at least film-wise. So I just think, again, it's very doable because – it's a disadvantage both ways in terms of you are as you are whatever percent less prepared than for a normal game, but it's equal. So figure it out in a pandemic. And I just would rather almost see any game other than a rematch, but I'd rather see a rematch than nothing. 
Do you guys, are you guys in agreement that a, that any game Ohio state plays Saturday is better than no game? Or do you disagree with that? Because there are caveats. Yes. I think any game they play Saturday is better than nothing. Yeah. For the, yeah. I think it's, it's I do think the doomsday scenario leads them to a situation that's too close for comfort. They need to have more games, get on the field, do more things. And I think it's better for them. It helps them get better for the playoff too. Uh, just the more they can get on the field and look awesome, the better it is in the committee, committee's eyes, I feel like. All right, I agree with that. Do you think Ohio State agrees with that, that any game Saturday is better than no game? Yeah. Yes. Do you think the Big Ten agrees with that, that any game for Ohio State on Saturday is better than no game? The Big Ten office or the Big Ten membership collectively? I think that's two different questions. You know what? The Big Ten membership collectively can collectively <laughs> cram it well, okay, up their then, collective cram hole. Yeah, the office, oh, yes, because then it, it, it eliminates the problem of, oh, they didn't reach their six-game threshold. I mean, the yeah. office, for sure. The office wants the game for any number of reasons. It's, it's I mean, along with any other things. Yeah. Now, does, does every, you know, does every, are there teams in this conference that might say, do whatever you want for Ohio State, just don't screw with what I've got going on. I can, that's a different question. You know what? Raise your hand if you're like that, and I will come to your campus and kick you right in the shin because you're a baby. You're a selfish baby, and that's what I'm getting – if there are schools that do that, I am officially referring to them by their nickname from now on. If we get wind that that happens forever, on the rest of the time of this podcast, I'm referring to them as the selfish babies. So it might be – Can they be the fighting selfish babies? They can be the fighting selfish babies. They could be the scarlet selfish babies. Cool. They could be, they could be any number of things, but the last part of it is the selfish babies, because if you want that treatment, be better, but do not be irrelevant and do not suckle on the teat that Ohio state fills with cash and then say, but we don't want to play our game because that would make us uncomfortable. Then leave. Then go be in the American Athletic Conference and be irrelevant. Because sometimes if you want to be relevant, you got to be flexible. Buckeye talk. My wife tells me that all the time. Here is the – I was going to say that. Borderline got myself. That'll get cut. Borderline got myself. <laughs> Do you think Ohio State will play a game this weekend against an opponent other than Michigan? Do you think it will happen? I'm not going to make you guess because the, the options were complicated. So here, here were my, my choices, though, were basically, yes, they'll play somebody else. Kind of, yes, I think they'll play somebody else. Maybe, kind of, no, and no. So I will tell you the, the extremes got the lowest percentage. Everybody's kind of in the middle. Maybe it's 50-50 of whether they'll play a game this weekend. Got 32%. Kind of, yes, I think the Big Ten will get Ohio State a game, got 30%. Kind of, no, I doubt the Big Ten will get Ohio State a game, was 21%. Yes, I'm sure the Big Ten will get Ohio State a game, 11%. No, the Big Ten will not get Ohio State a game, 7%. So the most pessimistic, only 7%. The people in the middle were 83% were in the middle. If I had to ask you guys to vote, Yes, kind of yes, maybe, kind of no, no, in terms of them getting a game. Steven, where are you right now? Yes, but like kind of, the kind of yes, because I feel confident in it, but I don't want to, I wouldn't put money on it right now. I, I, that's where I would go to. I could not go all the way to a certainty because it's a certainty, it's what they should do, 
but yeah. there's enough selfish potential selfish babies that maybe it won't happen. Nathan, where would you be if you voted? I I, I would be kind of no, and I to me it's not necessarily. I, I think it's beyond selfish babies though. I think there are just some logistical. It's getting later in the week. They've got to figure this out. I think the window to figure this out is small tomorrow. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. But I also still think they're selfish babies. Uh, all right, next question. So these, these are the next two. This is what is the best plan, That what is the ideal outcome, and what do you think will actually happen? So I asked those two separate questions. It's the same five answers for both questions, though. So we'll run through what the five possibilities are. And then we'll talk about all five possibilities and then we'll tell you what the answers were. So one of them that I threw out there as a possibility, and, and I saw Ari tweet this and I texted Ari about it and he and I were texting. I don't know that anybody else is throwing this out, but we're just throwing all kinds of stuff at the wall is the idea of play Michigan next week, play the big 10 championship against Northwestern this week that you kind of just say like, listen, these are the two champs. It's already decided. We waived the rule. Let's play it. However you decide that. And now we're going to keep that last crossover championship weekend. We're actually going to keep that open for some rivalry games. So let's say Indiana Purdue can't be played this week. We're keeping that open for rivalry weekend. Let's say something happens with Minnesota or Minnesota and Wisconsin who have already missed each other, want to try to get together. We're no longer making that a crossover weekend. We're going to do our championship game now. We're going to play whatever we can play. We're going to adjust. And then we're going to keep alive the only other way that you can save this rivalry that's been played for 100 straight years. We'll play Ohio State-Michigan on December 19th. Ari threw that out there. I don't know that anybody else has thrown that out there. How does that sound to your ear, Stephen? Does that just, just sound like too crazy? It's, you're moving stuff around. You're playing a championship game like right now? Are you gonna get, where are you going to play it? How are you going to do it? Or does it sound like, you know what? If it's in the name of saving Ohio State, Michigan, I'm kind of in favor for it, of it. And the idea is that like Ohio State would still get to play two games the next two weeks and would still get to play Michigan. What do you think? I don't hate it. Um, and I'm not worried about the logistics of – how are we going to get Northwestern Ohio State to Indianapolis? I mean, they take private planes. I'm not worried about that. I don't hate the idea um, because, like, it's 2020. You have to be flexible and fluid with everything anyway. So I don't, I, I don't care about Illinois Northwestern that much. I think the more important thing right now is the Big Ten championship game for them. And so I don't hate it if you just to tell Northwestern Illinois, hey, we're going to move your game back a week and we're going to play – this game, this so those two still get to play. They just get an extra week to prepare for each other. So I don't hate it. I don't want to be dismissive of other rivalries. No, no, I'm not being dismissive. I'm just saying, if you can, since you're already preparing to play this week, just hold off that preparation for seven days. Right, and, and play you this game. You'd play Northwestern Illinois on the 19th, yeah. just like you're playing Ohio State Michigan on the 19th. By the way, I just checked the Colts are on the road this weekend, so it's presumably that. Lucas Oil Stadium would be available. Nathan, the idea of this, what do you think? Um, I mean, again, I just feel like there's a lot of logistical hurdles that you'd have to, to jump through to make something like this happen. Um, and then once you start talking about teams right now that are not affected at all by COVID right now, which neither Northwestern and in, in, in Illinois are, um, and then like, okay, so now who does Illinois go play if there's nobody else? I just – I don't know. It, it's – I just think the Big Ten is not going to want to get too deep into that where they start pulling teams off the field this week. I know your point is that somebody's going to get pulled off the field. Um, 
and and why shouldn't you spread that bad luck around to everybody? I just don't know that the Big Ten is going to go down that road. So let me ask this. So I think from a pragmatic standpoint of like, will the conference do the most creative, difficult, out of left field thing? That's not how large corporations typically work. I get that. We might be getting a little fanciful here. But what is what do you, Nathan, when you what is the primary objection to it? Just that it it disrupts too many people from the what the schedule says now? Is it that you worry about is there an injury risk? Is there are the games gonna be terrible quality because nobody's prepared? Is it just too much of a pain? Like the whole world is disrupted. So that's why I'm very willing to sort of disrupt stuff even more because what are we hanging on to? What, like, what is the, why are you, why, what's the main argument against it? Just that it's too difficult. Like, and again, is it, or that it's not fair. It's just, it's not fair that if somebody on Wednesday morning is planning to play somebody on Saturday and those two teams are both healthy, then that gets priority. That game that is not disrupted, we should not add to disruption by disrupting a game that doesn't need to be disrupted. Is that the primary thing? <laughs> I think I followed all that. Yeah, I mean, more or less. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I think that, that, again, try to imagine a scenario, and I know this isn't a perfect analogy because of what the Ohio State-Michigan game is, but imagine, because all this time that we've made these arguments, we've said this should apply to whoever, not just Ohio State, if it was another team in that position, that would apply. So now imagine that it was Indiana that was the team that was five and zero right now, and that Ohio State was the one that was six and one, and they were scheduled to play Michigan this weekend. But Ohio, but Indiana for some reason needed things to get rearranged, and they were going to have to move the game to next week. Like, how do you think people would react to that? I don't think people would be that cool with it, frankly. See, I, I think you're right, except for what you're discounting is. If Indiana had the exact same resume as Ohio State, would they be in the playoff conversation right now? Probably not. Well, I mean, that's that's a that's a bigger problem. That's what I'm. But I'm saying like I, that's part of my all things being equal that I was saying that like if Indiana is the team that needs that that game to get into the Big Ten championship game because of what it means for the college play ball. I mean, all of those things would still be equal. So I think that if you try to put yourself in that mindset, you can more quickly get to where other Big Ten teams might be. I think they realize that we're not Ohio State, Michigan, but they're also saying that, you know, we've already, again, they've already been, they've already been preparing for this game, the game that they're about to play all these teams already this week. That's what, again, that's just where I'm getting to this is like, it, people are going to be listening to this on Wednesday morning. It, it's, it's, we, we've advanced pretty far into this week to start just pulling things out of the ground. I don't agree with that. Go ahead, Steve. I, don't, I, I just don't agree with that. I mean, we've asked the head coach how many days you need to prepare for a different opponent, and he said Thursday. That's, what, how, that's what Ohio State's head coach said when he needed a game that weekend. That's not necessarily what you're going to get from Pat Fitzgerald when you ask him, like, hey, you're not going to play Illinois this weekend. How many days do you need to get prepared to play for Ohio State out of the blue on, on Saturday? Like, that's a very different question. And it's, it, cause, and, and it's coming from a person whose, whose stakes are very different and whose motivations are very different. And, but, okay, so I get that it would make people uncomfortable, but that should win? Like that's what should be the first priority is let's not make these five other teams that would be disrupted. Their comfort is the priority over creative problem solving for the only undefeated school that's trying to make the playoff. 
Well, again, but again, what we were talking about right here specifically is that Big Ten Championship game. And you do want that Big Ten Championship game to have a certain amount of integrity and quality to it, right? So that's where I think that the argument gets tricky as far as just telling Northwestern on Wednesday morning that it's going to play that game. I know that it's equal as far as it and Ohio State, but I also don't know. There's other factors here as far as like how many hours they've already done this week. And you're limited to the number of hours you can play by NCAA rules. I mean, there are other factors here. That's what I'm saying. This is a logistically complicated thing. We can sit here and come up with a bunch of, like, fan fiction stuff that gets Ohio State a game. But I think at the end of the day, the reason the Big Ten hasn't announced something like that already is that there are a lot of hurdles to it. How many hours did Coastal Carolina and BYU have? When did they make that Literally. game? Can we, can we look that up? When did they yeah. make that I'm game? I'm pretty sure it was Thursday. They were already playing for a game preparing for a game for half of that week as Northwestern already has. That's my point. What's your point? You wait, I don't, that I Carol, don't understand Coastal, your point. Yeah, Coastal Carolina on. and BYU had two days to get ready for each other. What's your, what's your point? Had they been practicing for other games up to that point? So you think it's more Coastal Carolina it's, was pre- pre- preparing for Liberty. Right, and Liberty canceled and BYU right. wasn't practicing at all. You think yeah. practicing well, that's, that's big. That's easier. You think I'm it's easier it's- to not practice at all? That you think a practice to get ready for an, another opponent is so specific? No, that I'm it's saying I'm worse? talking about. That's where I'm talking about where the hours and things are coming to play. I'm just saying I was bringing up that as one example of one of the logistical boxes that has to get checked here, and there's a lot of them. I think if that, that a Northwest and Ohio State game this weekend would be the exact same scenario as BYU and Coastal Carolina. Ohio State technically doesn't have an opponent this week, just like BYU didn't. And Liberty and Coastal Carolina were supposed to play each other, just like Northwest and Illinois were supposed to play each other. If they flipped that tomorrow, everything would be fine. They would have enough time to prepare for that game, just like Coastal Carolina and BYU had enough time to prepare for their game, and Coastal Carolina won the game. Right. The team BYU- that- Theoretically, the team with less, less the team with less time to prepared won that game. Now we, that, I don't. That's probably not going to happen in this situation. But the idea is this: they, if you had a Wednesday practice, if they announced this Wednesday morning, and you had Wednesday practice and you had Thursday practice, and whatever your program does on Friday, whether that's just goofing around or doing a walkthrough, that's enough to play a college football game. I'm saying that's something that you can argue to someone. I'm saying that I'm also saying that if if any of these. Re, uh, rescheduling things have to be agreed to by both teams, and I can see reasons why teams wouldn't want to agree to that. Because they're selfish babies. Takes us back full circle. Here's the thing. Okay. So if you if you see a stuffed animal floating in an icy river, would you jump in to save it? If you saw a rat floating in an icy river, would you jump in to save it? If you saw a cat floating in an icy river, would you jump in to save it? If you saw a dog floating in an icy river, would you jump in to save it? I like if you cats below dogs, by the way. Of course. Not if everybody's, yeah. a, but if everybody's yeah. offended by that, I apologize. This might not be the podcast for you. If you see your dog floating in an icy river, would you jump in to save it? And I'm not going to go to the next step because there's no point in going there, but you know what the next step is. So the question is not, would you jump in an icy river? The question is not, should you try to save the Ohio State-Michigan game? The question is, how far do you go to save the Ohio State-Michigan game? Is the Ohio State-Michigan game a stuffed animal? Or is it your dog? Or is it somewhere in between? Because all of us have a point 
where we would jump in the icy river and not jump in the icy river. All of us would have a point where we say, you know what, this amount of logistical difficulty and discomfort is worth somehow miraculously saving the Ohio State-Michigan game, but this much discomfort is not worth it. So that's all about where you draw this line. And it might take a hard decision. I mean, it is the Ohio, as much as we have to some degree blown off the Ohio State-Michigan game, it's still the Ohio State-Michigan game. You know, and it's like, if Pat Fitzgerald has like a day less of prep than he would ideally want, you know, I might be worth it. I I might jump in the river for that. I might throw Pat Fitzgerald in the river for that. I would throw every person on the Rutgers campus in the river for this game. I'm sorry. And if you don't like it, then go leave. Don't live by the river because this is the big 10 river. Go to another river where nobody's going to throw you in the river. But every now and then, if you want to be at this river, because there's a lot of money at this river, we might have to throw you in the river to save a hundred-year-old rivalry, if that's okay with you. Or you can go back to playing Louisville as your rival. Who's your rival? Back when whatever conference you were in, who's your rival back then? You want to go back to that and try to act, act like that? Why don't you go play Princeton? Because you played them in 1869 in a thing that was actually a soccer game. Go play Princeton. Or just get thrown in the river and deal with it. Shouldn't we – I think this is the other question, though. Would Ohio State – in this scenario, we're talking about playing the conference championship game this weekend and then playing the game after that. Is that something Ohio State would want? Yeah. After you already won your conference championship game, do you want to then go expose yourself to another game after that? Ah, they're a 30-point favorite. It's not about exposing yes. themselves. They want every possible game they can play. This is what Ohio State wants. The best, best, playoff, the best playoff resume they can muster and the game. And I'm not, I'm not sure which order those are two in, but this would say both. Especially when one of those is – when it's the Big Ten championship game and then the Michigan game. Yes, they would 100% go for it. So here's, so that's one option. Here's another option I threw out because people are throwing it out. Ohio State plays Texas A&M this week, plays in the Big Ten championship game next week. If they can't find a Big Ten game for them, Texas A&M is off. Texas A&M agrees to it. Should Ohio State bite on that? Nathan, I, I think this is probably a short conversation, but what, I threw it out there because other people have been throwing it out there. Well, I think if Ohio State under Big Ten rules were allowed to go find an opponent that's idle this week to play, I don't think they would be picking the team that's number five in the college football playoff rankings. I think they'd go find a sacrificial lamb like Nebraska tried to do when it tried to play Tennessee Chattanooga earlier this season. I think they would go try to find a game similar to that just to get that extra game. But again, as under Big Ten rules, that's not allowed. Big Ten already shot it down with Nebraska earlier this year. I don't see them revisiting that. Steven, I agree. I mean, the Big Ten's not going to let it happen. But would yeah. it, if, if they did, would it hold any appeal, do you think? Or not really, Steven? Um, I, I think I agree with Nathan. It wouldn't be their first choice. But if it was the only game they could possibly find, they might go for it. If it was able to happen. Just for, I mean, it would clearly help their cause in the college football playoff race. But uh, I, I don't know. It's not their first choice. I mean, Cincinnati is sitting right there, right? Yeah. That's, it, you wanted, I think you find a game that helps you that doesn't hurt you. OSU Cincinnati versus Cincinnati has- in like a skyline parking lot in Dayton. Cincinnati is COVID. I thought it was is yeah. it Cincinnati that has the cases. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Tulsa, Tulsa. Tulsa. Yeah. They actually, they're playing Tulsa next year. It'd be like right. a Tulsa. We'd be like, yeah. Oh God, we're playing Tulsa again. Bring BYU Tulsa. in here. <laughs> have a Heisman. Playing Tulsa in week three. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Got two Heisman oh. candidates going up against each other. He's not a Heisman well, candidate. Not anymore. not anymore. Not anymore. But yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> that went out the window, but. Had your window, Ted. You blew a Heisman it. Trophy candidate and a once upon a time Heisman Trophy candidate. 
So you have to have a Heisman discussion again at some point this week. Which, who knows what this week's going to be like. These are the other three choices I gave, and we'll run through these more quickly. One choice is Ohio State doesn't play this week, and they play in the second-place Big Ten championship game next week because they don't change the rule. Another choice is Ohio State does not play this week, but they play in the Big Ten championship next week because they do change the rule. And then the other option is Ohio State plays a different Big Ten team this week and then plays Northwestern in the Big Ten championship next week. So those were the five options. So again, it's reverse the schedule, play the Big Ten championship this week, and then play the game next week. There's play Texas A&M. You guys have to be thinking of what you think is your best solution and then what you think will actually happen. So make sure you're listening so you have your answer to both these. Switch the game in the championship. Play Texas A&M. Don't play this week. They don't change the rule. Play in the second place game. Don't play this week. They do change the rule. Play in the Big Ten championship. Play another Big Ten team this week and play in the championship. So the way I phrased this first was, of the best possible solutions, what would be the best plan for Ohio State? This is the thing that you, if you really could make it happen, it's what you would want to make happen. Nathan, what would you want to make happen of those five choices? So, I mean, was one of them just find some other Big Ten team this week and then play a Big Ten championship? That's why I said write them down so you could write. So you you could read them so fast. Like, how fast do you think I can write? Yes, that was one of the options. Okay. Play then some other Big Ten team this week. That's the, I think that's what everyone would love to be the most obvious option. Steven, what would you like to have happen? I would like them to play Northwestern this week and then play Michigan next week in a perfect world. So you would what vote I, for that? Yeah. yeah. What okay, I so let's, let's, stay, let's stay on like first. I'll okay. tell you what the vote was on like. The best, if people could pick. 40% play a different Big Ten team this week and then play in the Big Ten championship. 25% flip it. Play Northwestern in the Big Ten championship this week, then play the game. That's 25%. But that didn't win. Like the like save the game scenario did not win. It got 25%. Also 25% play Texas A&M. So there were just as many people who wanted to play Texas A&M as, they, as wanted to like save the game at all costs. 8% don't play this week and then have the Big Ten change the rule so they get then can play in the Big Ten championship. 1% don't play this week, play in the second place game. So, of course, like who really wants that? So 40% sort of what, you know, the thing that's kind of right there in front of you, just figure out a different Big Ten game. Now we're going to what you think will actually happen. So, Stephen, what do you think will actually happen? I think what will actually happen is I don't think Ohio State is going to play this week, um, and they play in the Big Ten championship game. They changed the six-game rule, but they cannot yeah. get them a game. Because it just seems like the easiest thing to do, that you can, just, you can announce that right now if you want. Nathan, what do you think will actually happen? I think that is what will happen, and I think they can justify it by saying um, Ohio State won the head-to-head with Indiana, and if they had played one more game they would, and lost it, they would still win the tiebreaker, so they should go to the Big Ten championship game. I think they're still going to get a game this week because I think it's either going to present itself because all it takes is like the Purdue and Indiana COVID situations breaking opposite ways that one is serious enough that they can't play. And the other one is not serious enough and they're fine. And you have an opponent, however you move it or don't move it. You have an open team. It also opens up the fact that like if Minnesota goes South again, you figure it out and Ohio state will jump at any open at any opportunity. So I think that's still out there. That's, or some COVID thing that we haven't heard of yet pops up. I think that's still possible, that the problem kind of solves itself. And then I think like some creative problem solving is still on the table. What I've been advocating of, listen, 
let's figure this out for Ohio State. I do not think that's unreasonable at all. What one was, Ohio State doesn't play this week, and then they play in the Big Ten Championship because the rule has changed. What you guys said got 52% of what people think will happen. 41% they play a different Big Ten team this week and then play in the Big Ten Championship game. 5% they don't play, they don't change the rule. And they play in the second place game, only 5%. And then negligible for the other two, for the, for the fanciful switch, save the Michigan game, or the Texas A&M. So 93% of people would think that Ohio State's going to wind up in the Big Ten Championship game. There's only 5% who are thinking like, oh, they're not going to play and they're going to get screwed. So I think people have really come around on that because there have been enough people um, sort of talking about that. So let me go to the last question here for the survey, and then we'll get to some of our text or answers. Crazy times, friends, crazy times. So which of these do you feel the most? These were the choices. The Big Ten never should have tried to play this fall. I'm frustrated the Big Ten didn't handle this better. I'm glad Ohio State got some football in. This season is exhausting me, and this survey is exhausting me. <laughs> well, those are two separate ones? Those are two yeah. separate ones. Okay. That's awesome. Nathan, what do you think won? I think this season is exhausting me. Maybe it's just because I feel exhausted tonight. But I think yeah. that's also the feedback I've been getting from a lot of texters. We have, I think I've said this before, that it seems like whenever I have to – tweet out or text out something um another development like half the responses are like oh i've been waiting all day to hear this and the other half are like shut up just yeah. come just send me something at eleven thirty saturday are they playing or not shut up until then here's my I three do think, yeah i do think when i sent the emeka text in the middle of all of that there was a little bit of relief that it wasn't a text about something COVID related it was just normal recruiting talk um i think the season is exhausting one that too but also because i think at some point continuing to beat the bush that the Big Ten should have handled this differently. Okay, we all agree on that. And after a while, it just it is what it is. We're here. So let's just move on from that and find something else to be annoyed about. I think that's part of the exhausting, that that's just been kind of yeah. hanging on everybody's back all season, and you're just kind of beating that dead horse. Uh, it, it might be fun to have that pinata to go take out your frustrations on, but um, I think that's part of why this has dragged on the way it has and, on, and dragged on people's nerves the way it has. 59%. I'm frustrated the Big Ten didn't handle this better. Runaway winner. <laughs> wow. Runaway winner. People are never going to let that go. No. 31%. I'm glad Ohio State got some football in. 6% exhausted by the season. 3% exhausted by the survey. 2% the Big Ten never should have tried to play. I, wa I, I was curious to see if that got any kind of like, you know what? Why did we even, why did they even bother with this? This is nuts. Like they should have just played in January. And that, that was not where people were at all. I was curious if that might get 15 or 20%, you know, because it just has been nuts. I mean, really, it really, I mean, you know, again, as we said, Ohio State absolutely could be in a spot where they played once in the last five weeks. They, that was absolutely on the table. So then it's like, then what are we doing? And I will say before we get to our texture thing, it goes back to this again. They could have tried to play in January. And given how things are with COVID right now, it's certainly, it's like, who would have, it's not like we're on track to be done with this virus by January. But if the, if the Michigan game was being played at the end of February instead of this week, I mean, it probably would have increased the chances, I guess, of it being played. I don't know. It's not being played this week. So, but that's not what people wanted. That is not, once the idea of saving the fall was out there, nobody was saying, you know what I mean? So like, I just, Again, that to me indicates that's not, that's not where people are. It's not Michigan game at all costs. It's a chance to compete for a national title at all costs.
It's not what Ohio State wanted either. I mean, Ryan Day was the first one that floated that January idea, and then pretty quickly they were like, oh, just kidding. No, let's play a fall season. Right. That was clearly a, a, a desperate thing, that idea that he had at the moment. Well, at the time when the idea of, like, well, what are they going to do, change their mind, was, like, just yeah. not out there at all. I mean, that right. was like, well, that wasn't even yeah. on the table. But I once it was on the t- yeah. Yeah, I 100% respect and understand why he did it. But, you know, in retrospect now, it was clearly a in the moment of him trying to find a way to get his team on the field. And I'm not saying that this is – I mean, this is, I, this is probably better, but there's no Michigan game as we sit here. All right, we'll wrap this up. We'll go through some texture answers quickly. We'll be right back on Buckeye Talk. All right, again, too many answers from our texters at 614-350-3315. Can't go through them all. From the 616, I am Michael Scott right now when he says I am dead inside. This would have been nine straight years of beating Michigan. Knowing Fields and more Buckeyes will probably never play them again. It just sucks. Also, we lose a home game against them. I'm so mad. Just uh, We're assuming, right, that uh, I don't think they can go back. I am not anticipating the Big Ten, like, rejiggering any future schedules to make up for who missed a home game, who missed a road game. This year is just a wash. Ohio State loses a Michigan home game, and next year it's in Ann Arbor again, right? There's no reason to expect otherwise, is there? I mean, those, the, the schedules are already set. Parameters of schedules are already set um, based on what you expected to be home and away. So I wouldn't expect it to change. That just seems like a lot of work because you basically – I mean, you have to push back every year at that point. And well, you just flip because, it. Yeah, I mean, it's just you, you yeah. flip every year. But, again, right, some but, games were played and some weren't. So how would you yeah. – Yeah. Yeah, but if we're talking just about that, I mean, I don't know. It would, it would go into, you know um, – what other road games did you schedule that year right. knowing you were going to have the extra home yeah. game? That sort of thing. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah. So it's not – because it's a domino effect. You're right. It's not, it's not changing. Uh, from the 817, it's disappointing, I'm sure, more for the players than us. We know how big it is to beat Michigan every year. I wish we could have seen it, but I want to see a playoff run more. From the 330, it sucks. First time since 1917, fly Texas A&M up to Columbus, and let's put the debate to bed. Um, from the 330, can we play the title game this weekend to Michigan next weekend? So some people are on board with that. From the 419, if we get left out of the playoff, screw a meaningless bowl game, play Michigan. How about that for saving the Michigan? Because Michigan's not doing anything at the end of the year. If Ohio State yeah. – now that is some problem solving. It's like, oh, Ohio State's five? Fine. Ohio State and Michigan are playing on New Year's Day. Then they actually might run put 100 up on them just because they're upset they got left out of the playoff. On the Big Ten Network, take that, like ABC and ESPN. We'll play Ohio State, Michigan on the Big Ten Network and check the ratings. Um, from the 4 for unfortunately, I feel that the game has lost some luster. So it's not, you know, as big of a deal. From the 6-1-4, I think at Ohio State Natty, it would be an unbelievable storybook ending for this team. Please let it be worth it. From the 773, I'm sad for the players, coaches, and the fans. We all look forward to this game. I hope in the end everyone is healthy. From the 440, it sucks, but this year sucked. In a COVID year, if the Bucs can win the Natty, I won't care that we didn't get the chance to cover that 30-point spread. From the 336, as a senior at Ohio State, I like hearing from the students. As a senior at Ohio State, I've had a lot of football-related heartbreaks this year. But for some reason, I always expected this game to happen, whether logical or not. I may be in the minority here, but this might hurt more than the Clemson loss. I just live for this rivalry. It's one of my favorite parts about going here. Like that kind of thing. And that's everybody who's in school right now is feeling it more because you're missing like a, when you're an old person like me, all the years run together. Yeah. I don't know. 
But it's like, hey, my senior year Michigan game is what is gone. That's tough for players and for students like that. I get that. From the 734, sucks that the game is canceled, but to me the most important thing by far is securing an opponent for Saturday. The rule change should be secondary and only a last-minute resort. The Buckeyes need to play games. The other playoff participants have played 10 games. Number one priority for the Big Ten should be get Ohio State a game. Maybe Kevin Warren needs to call the commissioners of the SEC and ACC for tips on how to resolve these matters that involve a football power. From the 214, I'm surprised there weren't any options for indifferent regarding a reaction to the news. That would probably be me. I didn't think the game would be played, so the news didn't hit me that hard. I didn't include that in the survey because I just didn't think there would be that many people who were like, ah, no Ohio State-Michigan game. I don't care. Who cares? But there was at least one person. From the 567, only thing worse than this would be if Ohio State hadn't played a season at all. From the 614, I'd really like to see this Big Ten championship game played this week and Ohio State versus Michigan the next week, along with all the other rivalry games. It's a win-win. No reason logistically it can't be done, and Fox would have the same games from a TV perspective, just flip-flop them. From the 954, my thoughts are, yes, it stinks. I'm a split family, so both sides hurt, but I feel so grateful the season was put back on after we thought it was lost. I just appreciate every snap we've been able to watch this year. We're resigned to roll with the punches as we all get through this mess. The kids at Ohio State have done a great job representing themselves and all Buckeyes this year. The game being canceled in the 419, the game being canceled is historically noteworthy and weird, but less so because so many other weird things have happened this year. This is just one more. I think getting two games versus Big Ten teams in over the next two weeks for both the playoff optics and for the actual benefit of Ohio State players, that's, that's what matters. I want to get into some type of groove going into the potential playoff matchups. I think Maryland's athletes on offense would give us maybe the best look and maybe more, a, maybe more of a practically beneficial mashup than playing Michigan would have been anyway under the circumstances. From the 3-3-0, really disappointed. Been watching this game since my uncle coached with Woody and Bo at Ohio State in the late 50s and 60s. Kind of leaves a hole in your soul. 8-1-7, it sucks. Let's play anyone, even a MAC team. Call up Buffalo, maybe. From the 5-6-1, man, this hurt more than I thought it would. I thought I was mentally prepared for this, but when the news hit, I just get sadness. I think my biggest thing is I love watching this version of this team. And to get so few games of Field, Olave, and Wilson just feels wrong. And I think it would have been a little easier to accept if we saw those three stick it to Michigan. I think the Big Ten will figure out an opponent. They've looked so bad this year, they can't afford any more bad press. The right thing is to rearrange the schedule and give us Ohio State, Maryland. Okay. I mean, that's, that's where people are, which is kind of all over, all over the place. But, I mean, this is a punch. This is a punch in a lot of ways. So, um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. But Wednesday's a big day. Is right, Nathan? Is this – again, people are hearing this Wednesday morning. It's decision time Wednesday, isn't it? It's decision time Wednesday, kind of one way or another. I think it has to be. Again, I know that Ryan Day said whatever he said about, we'll just practice on Thursday and have a walkthrough on Friday and then we'll play a game. But um, I, again, the circumstances are that they absolutely needed that game. I don't think you're going to get every team in the Big Ten to just decide that when they don't have as much at stake as far as playing that game. So I, I think they've got to decide something relatively early on Wednesday. To, I mean, these these games do, these weeks do have structure. That's the other thing Ryan Day talks about a lot too is, 
how it how it throws you off when you get your your routine uh, thrown off even by you know one day or whatever. So um, maybe he'll be sympathetic to that too. That the Big Ten has to kind of figure this out early tomorrow. I would expect by midday, probably. I mean, I'm just guessing, but I mean I think they have to figure something out relatively early tomorrow um, so that they can start preparing for games if they're actually going to play them. Is that where you are, Stephen? Yeah, I, I I'd go early in that. I'd say around eleven, uh, ten o'clock. At the latest, they they need to come out with something because to the point is, if we want this to be before anybody takes the field or you know starts doing anything in preparation for a game, you need to do it as early as possible. I I do think I saw that that there is a okay. There is an a, a league athletic director meeting previously scheduled for Wednesday morning. Anyway, I think that's. Mm-hmm. They meet regularly. They, they, they have, they have, yeah. I mean, back, back when it was really bad, they were meeting like every morning back during the shutdown and then stuff. So they, they still meet regularly. So does the medical committee. So do some of the other subcommittees. Adam Rittenberg from ESPN uh, tweeted on Tuesday afternoon, Big Ten athletic directors are scheduled to meet Wednesday morning, their normal meeting around 8 a.m. Eastern. Obviously, there could be another meeting called in light of the news, the ADs would be the ones to ultimately decide if there's a policy change. So I think that makes to me, they're, ha- they're having this meeting at eight o'clock in the morning. And when they come out of that meeting, they've got to have an, they've got to have an answer because those ADs, it's like those ADs can tell their coaches. If there's a selfish baby coach who doesn't want to do something, but the ADs decide this is what's best for everybody. Everybody share the burden. This is what we're doing. Then the AD goes, tell his, tells his coach, yo, you're changing your opponent get ready at starting at practice Wednesday afternoon. So I think that makes sense. They start meeting at 8 a.m. However long it takes, they got to have an answer. When they finish that meeting, when they finish that Zoom call, they have to have an answer. And I hope the answer is they figured out a way to get Ohio State on the field. And it's hard because, you know, you can't wait, Nathan, you can't wait on the COVID news from Indiana and Purdue, right? That's the easiest solution, but you can't count on that and you can't wait on that. Right. I mean, we can't assume that they're doing their testing first thing in the morning tomorrow, mm-hmm. Wednesday, I guess today, as people are listening to this. I mean, they might, you know, Ohio State does its testing in the afternoons. I mean, they, you got to remember, Ohio State was the team that canceled the game at like, you know, 1030 at night on a Friday before Saturday. You know what I mean? So like sometimes these decisions – uh, drag a little bit because just of the logistics of doing the, the testing. So, um, yeah, I, I think if you're for waiting, wait, and we don't know what other teams could have something crop up. Justin Fields said it today, right? That like, hey, we're not taking any – like we, we, there's no guarantee that we play our playoff games if we make the playoff. We could have, a, we could have an outbreak tomorrow. We could have an outbreak uh, on Wednesday. It could, it, you know, they, they, they understand what's going on here. It's a pandemic. All right, before we leave, Nathan, since you broached that topic, you said you asked Bill Hancock, the playoff executive director, about this. What would happen if, if teams have uh, some kind of outbreak? How would they handle that at the playoff level? He was not especially forthcoming about that. Uh, I was asking basically two questions. One was, what protocols are you going to use um, towards the, the virus? And then what are your, your, your contingency plans if something happens? For the first one, he said, well, we're going to do something sort, similar to what the conferences have been doing, which I assume he meant from a testing standpoint, not necessarily. I don't know that that necessarily means like what, if there's going to be thresholds in place, like what the Big Ten has or whatever. Um, it may just be more left up to more vague than that, left up to the teams, left up to whatever. Because like what, you're, what you mean is like, at the moment, the Big Ten has a policy that if you test positive, you're right. out for 21 days. Other conferences have 10 or 14 days. So right. if a player, if an Ohio State player and an Alabama player both test positive 16 days before the title game, mm-hmm. 
would it be that the Alabama player could play and the Ohio State player couldn't play? Right. And, and there, so to say we're going to follow the protocols that are in place, it's like, well, the whole point is the conferences have different protocols. So and, he didn't really answer that. Well, and I, I got one question. I maybe I tried to get another one in, but they had muted me already to like follow up on that. Um, so I didn't get to really press him on that. But that is, that's what I'm trying to get at. It's like, it's that, but it's also like team-wide. If you're like, if you're having an outbreak, who are you reporting that to? Do you have to report that to the playoff committee um, or to the, the, the PF, CFP whatever entity? And are they tracking all that and, and deciding when a team can and cannot safely play the way the Big Ten does? I mean, there's a lot of things that I don't think are resolved there. Then the other part of it, though, was what happens if, again, like what we just saw, like Ohio State says on Friday night before a Saturday game, hey, no, nah, we can't do it. We tried. We can't make it. Or, or Michigan says four days before a game, no, nah, we can't play, although Michigan won't be in the playoff. But Ohio State says four days before a game. Or Clemson or Notre Dame says we can't play. What happens to that game? Do they just forfeit to the team that moves on and then you play the national championship game? What if it happens right before the national championship game? Like, what are those contingencies? And I think I mean, we've had 108 and counting however many 110 postponements and cancellations. Like, it, this is going to carry right through to whenever they finally do actually play that last game. It's almost like college football needs a commissioner. But if you have a commissioner, if you have – the thing is, if you have rules, then you have to live by the rules. If you kind of just make it up as you go along, then you get to make it up as you go along, which, again, is I've made that point is I, I don't know if all this has said has made college football leagues and college football elite teams. I don't know if this has made them say, you know what, we need a commissioner so that we can have some rules or this has made them say, you know what? We don't have a commissioner, so we don't have any rules, right? That like, I, I don't know that this has been a mess to us. I'm not sure. So sure. They all think it's a mess because they kind of get to do what they want. All right. Doug Maurice, Stephen Means, Nathan Baird. Thanks to you guys for listening. We'll be back with a Thursday pod. It's the big Thursday pod. We don't know what it'll be about. Might be about Ohio state facing a new opponent. Might be about Ohio State not playing anybody this weekend. And why couldn't the Big Ten figure it out? Might be about the Big Ten announcing that they have or haven't changed the six-game rule. There's news happening. And if there's an emergency, we'll do another emergency pod. So go listen to the the half-hour emergency pod from Tuesday afternoon. Make sure you get all your information at cleveland.com slash OSU. Try the text 614-350-3315. For Steven, for Nathan, I'm Doug. And that was Buckeye Talk.